at the Warif Podcast Session. Our special guest today is Mrs. Folusho Balamosi. Mrs. Folusho Balamosi is a business and technology professional who currently works at Junior Achievement Nigeria as the executive director. She's an author, speaker, trainer, and also a Gallup certified strength coach who helps individuals leverage their talents to achieve greater performance in different areas of their lives. She serves on the board of directors of Swift Networks, Carlson Technologies, Kuda Bank, and the advisory board of School Media. In 2013, she co-founded a nonprofit organization serving with love, that's SWL, where she currently serves as a member of the board of trustees. She has a bachelor's degree in computer science from the University of Pittsburgh and a master's degree in management information system from George Washington University. Polusha is also a certified management consultant and holds certificates from the Yale CEO College, IE Business School, and the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Polusha lives in Lagos and is married with two children. Thank you once again, Mrs. Felicia, for having us. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Okay, so um, we'll just dive right into um, the topic for today, which says um, preventing child sexual abuse. And given the statistics, you know, it says according to the UN statistics, one in four girls and one in six boys would have experienced one form of sexual violence before the age of 18. Child sexual abuse is a part of these statistics, but over the years, people, especially parents and guardians of survivors, shy away from speaking about this topic. In your opinion, what is the root cause of child sexual abuse? Okay, so I mean, I think that, um, that the root cause obviously, you know, has to do with someone who is somebody who is probably um, in a situation where they need to seek help and have not you know, sought that help. And then they then use um, sexual abuse as a form of, you know, just expression, right? Um, which is obviously very wrong. The reason why I say somebody that, that probably should seek help is because um, I think that the people that, tend to abuse other people are people that, you know, have either been abused themselves or have been through something or the other that requires some sort of attention and perhaps they never got it, perhaps nobody ever knew, and then it just continues to thrive. Right. So from my experience, I mean, which is not very much, um, you know, even like from those I know that have been sexually abused and all that, many, many people, um, many, many people that have been abused so how do I put it? So like it is, it is something that thrives in darkness. Let me put it that way, right? So it thrives a lot in darkness. It's almost like one of those situations where shining the light on it is almost like pulling, you know, teeth. And that's why I mean the work that Warif is doing is really, really fantastic because there are not very many organizations, especially, you know, in this part of the world that shine the light on this topic. It's a taboo topic. Yeah. And so you find that even those that have been abused, they are kind of settled into the darkness of it, right? Because it's just easier to settle into the darkness of it and not speak about it. Also because 
many people that have been abused um, that we generally hear about have also almost been turned into like villains, right? It's, I mean, it's so bizarre to me how the person that has gone through this kind of a horrible situation ends up being portrayed as a villain. And so what you find is that because, you know, there's so much darkness surrounding it, because the, the person that even got abused themselves is almost accused and, you know, created into a villain, most people just stay away from even talking about it. Right. Now, what that does is that, it, it, is that the darkness continues to thrive. So it's a vicious cycle of, you know, just evil that is that, you know, continues to be perpetuated, continues to thrive. And so for me, I mean, the reason done versus the reason why it continues, I think are different, you know, it's done obviously by somebody who needs help. I mean, let's be honest. So somebody who is willing to sexually abuse another human being is somebody that definitely needs some sort of help. Now, the reason that it continues to thrive is because, you know, it's a taboo topic and it's so-called first world countries where, where people that have been abused are not painted into villains. I mean, I know so many stories I've heard or, you know, even like when I was in university and things like that, where girls that were abused, they were even afraid to come out and talk about it because they didn't want anybody accusing them or turning it on them and making it seem like, oh, what did you do to cause it and things and things of that nature. Yeah. Yes, I quite agree with you, I must say, because, you know, a lot of people try to, you know, keep quiet. We can't talk about this. You know, they are children. You know, we are Africans. We shouldn't be seen, you know, having this kind of conversations with children, which is, you know, one of the major reasons why perpetrators can carry out these acts and, you know, get away with it. So in light of the recent cases of child sexual abuse that we have heard about on social media, how do you think we can prevent the, you know, the occurrence of child sexual abuse and what roles do parents and school authorities and even the society in general have in ensuring that we have a society free of child sexual abuse? That's such a long and heavy question, it's okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's so many dimensions to that question. Yeah. For me, it starts from what is sexual abuse, right? So. What is it, right? Like, let's even define what it is and let's educate children. Let's educate adults. Let's, let's educate teachers, doctors, everybody on what it really is. Because there's also a way that when a topic is almost like the topic of the moment, right? We, we, we don't really get the clear definition before we run with it. I think that education is key. In fact, I think that if you are able to successfully educate people on this topic and from people, I mean, everybody from the young to right. the old, yeah. I think that it would help a lot. So like, for instance, I mean, I see that a lot of schools now, you know, they teach children about sexual abuse, right? They teach them yes. about what's wrong and what's right. Mm -hmm. They teach them about their body parts, you know, like it's now a topic that is not, it's not a hidden topic anymore in, in a lot of schools. Um, also, a lot of families as well talk about this. I mean, I'll use like my family as an example. So I have two daughters and I mean, we talk about the body parts. We don't call them pet names because I was also told quite a long time ago that part of what a lot of abusers do, you know, is, you know, like they use all these pet names yeah. you know, and they just do mm -hmm. things that are not, um, that, that like make it almost seem cute you know? And so the children are then almost like attracted to even the way that the person is speaking, you know, because, you know, they make a cute see. We don't do that. You know, we, we call the body organs what they are. Right. Um, 
And not only do we call them what they are, we also explain what is an inappropriate touch. You know, what does it mean for somebody to inappropriately touch you? Touch you yeah. What does it mean for even you, you know, to even witness something and what do you do? You know, what does it mean in school? What does it mean at home? What does it mean in the car? You know, having the conversations that are very hard, you know, they're, I mean, they're tough conversations. That's the truth. I mean, I think that, like you were saying about our part of the world, it's almost like a taboo, like, ah, let's not talk about it. Let's just leave it in the darkness, you know? And that's where these things thrive. And so for me, it's really parents, listen, talk to your children, tell them, name the body parts, ask them if somebody touched them in an inappropriate way. Also explain to them that if they feel something is wrong, it's probably wrong. Because another thing also is that children also have, um, you know, like an intuition that's quite innocent, right? So sometimes when something bad is happening, they know. Um, in addition to that, I think we should also normalize calling out inappropriate touch from even, you know, uncles, aunties, or anybody, or even inappropriate comments, you know, like, like when, um, you know, as a joke, you know, aunties, uncles, or whoever can, you know, be talking about your children's private parts in an inappropriate way, you know, mm -hmm. or, you know, an uncle, you know, says something to your child, and maybe your child tells you after that they found it uncomfortable, instead right. of telling the child to to calm down and it's just your uncle don't do that because really abusers are usually people that are very very close even if they're not very close they're usually people that have close contact right and so mm -hmm. the, the sooner you let your children you know or your wards or you know your um those those that you're guardian over or stewarding know that you will listen to them and you will be there for them the better they will let you know when something feels wrong right and so i think education is the biggest thing because we've also created a culture where because you you should be respectful to elders when somebody is doing something that's very wrong like abuse people don't say anything maybe because the person that's abusing is you know somebody that's even supposed to be held in high regard or something so you know it's such a warped warped way of you know raising raising young people and you know it's right. really quite bizarre so i just think that we need to educate um and it's beyond the school walls <laughs> it's beyond the school walls it's beyond the religious bodies it's us in our homes you know and it's not even just with our children um i mean so so many people in our part of the world have children that they have influence over you know just within their their communities and all that you know educating them on what is right and what yes. is wrong yes yes, yes I you agree. know yeah Yes, because in, in this part of the world, it's, it's almost a taboo, you know, a child, you can't, you can't tell a child, you know, about, you can't call a penis a penis, you can't call a vagina exactly. a vagina, you know, our mother exactly. say, God forbid, over my dead body, you know, my child can't know that at a certain age. So what, what are the suggestions you give, you know, ways to initiate sex education? Because I know that in this part of the world, we focus more on the girl child. You know, don't do this. There's a lot of don't do this, don't do this, don't do that for the girl child, as opposed to, you know, talking to the boys. They'll say, oh, boys will be boys. But we find out that boys grow with this mentality. And at the end of the day, they feel as though, oh, we can get away with certain things because we are boys. So what are the, um, so what, are, what ways can we initiate sex education to both the male and the female child, you know, what are the signs to tell them to look out for, you know, what are the things that, you know, we should tell them, oh, if this happens, we should report, what are the ways to initiate sex education? And at what age do you feel is the most appropriate to start talking to so children about this? So, you know, I'm not, I mean, I'm not an expert, um, right, on this, on this from, you know, whether it's from an education perspective or even from like a science perspective, like, so I don't like, 
I couldn't tell you what the right age is from research or, you know, what teachers have found or what schools have found or what even organizations like yours have found. But I will tell you what I just think about it generally, which is that, you know, I think that we just need to make honest and open conversations with our children, um, those that we, you know, have influence over, those that we steward, you know, if we're like a guardian, we, we need to make those conversations very real and very open. In fact, I'll tell you how real and open it needs to get. It needs to even get to the point where, for instance, with boys, you are showing them evidence of how, so, so there's two different levels, right? right? So there are things that people think are harmful and yeah. things that people, you know, don't realize are actually harmful. You know, like right. some people think that some things are normal because it's been normalized in their environment mm -hmm. or it's been normalized in their culture, right? We need to start explaining to people that this is not normal. So for instance, there are some parts of the world that if you go to them and you, and you engage in some sort of activity that you might think is harmless, <laughs> you can actually get arrested, you know? And it's not even just with like sexual abuse, you know, even with like social media. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I find myself constantly reminding the young people around me that guys, social media is such a powerful tool, but it can also, like it can make or break you. Let me just put it that way, right? So if you go and you post something online that somebody finds to be inappropriate or they find to be, um, you know, dangerous, maybe you, are, you are, maybe you are even in a group with people and they're cracking an inappropriate joke and you are there, whether you say anything or not, people people have gotten into trouble. You know what I mean? They've gotten arrested. You know, have, they've yes. gotten stopped by immigration yeah. for things that they didn't even comment on. So, you know, I think we just have to have these open conversations and tell our children that, guys, listen, things are, things are really, really quite close to home these days because of the internet. And so while you might think sometimes that you are playing, you know, or this is funny, or, or it was my friends, <laughs> Those things can get you into a lot of trouble, more so than you than you could ever even imagine. Because sometimes as well, I mean, I hear amongst a lot of young people that they don't want to be snitches, right? Uh -huh. This whole snitch thing, you know, it, it, a lot of them are really worried about being labeled as snitches. You know, they don't want to be the one that seems to always have um, reporting tendencies, which is not a bad thing. But obviously amongst young people, that is a big issue. And guess what? When, when it's a big issue for them, then we need to take it seriously and correct them and guide them the right way. So for me, I love to give them examples. Like, guys, this is what happened to somebody. You know, go online and look at the number of people whose lives have been destroyed by an action that maybe they did not even realize was a dangerous action. Now, that's one end of it, right? That's what I don't know is harmful. Now, the one that I know is harmful is just wrong and you will get into trouble. So one thing I've, I've noticed about, you know, things like abuse and abusers and all these, you know, horrible things that, really are very mentally draining and, you know, cause a lot of mental issues ultimately is that darkness can thrive for a long time, but the day that, you know, light is exposed to it, that's when you now start seeing all kinds of things. I mean, I've seen even, even here in Nigeria, we have had incidences where something was covered up for a long time and then all of a sudden, um, you know, somebody said something or somebody exposed something and then there's like, oh my goodness, the floodgates of information opens, you know, yeah. and everybody is saying, and you know, we've seen young men and young women get into a lot of trouble, you know, because things that they thought that they had hidden or things that maybe even their parents or their guardians thought that they were hiding has come into, has come into open. So we need to raise our children, right? You know, we can't see, gone are the days where, 
in our culture, you could even cover up rubbish. I mean, it's always been wrong. I mean, I've always had such a problem with a culture that covers up evil, you know, but nowadays you can't even cover it up much longer because you find that there's always ways of revealing these things, even if it's through, you know, like fake social media accounts, you know, people, people are on a mission. Sometimes it's also not true, you know, because I've also heard about incidences where people are being accused for things that things that they didn't do. But the point I'm trying to make here is that we need to do what is within our power, right? It's okay. So we don't have power over everybody. Yeah. And we don't have power over, over, over everything. But I do have power over you know, my own space. I have power over what I say, what I teach those that, you know, I'm able to influence and all that. And so for me, it's really, really, really being honest. And also being honest with girls. I'm sorry. Like I say this thing all the time. I remember when I was younger and, you know, I was going to university and my father used to tell me that, listen, when, when you and your friends go out or go clubbing or whatever, there are people that spike girls drinks. You know, he said as far back as when he was younger, there are guys that are so wicked that they would put something in your drink, get you wow. drunk and take advantage of you. You know, that's so you have to be careful, you know. And, you know, getting those conversations early and young made me, you know, my friend, like we were always so extra careful, not yeah. paranoia, obviously, but just careful that, listen, you, you can't trust everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, so what's happening? And they're happening. And I hear that they're even happening more now because, yes. because I was told, I was told a few days ago about how there's even cakes you know, and brownies and things that they lace with all kinds of drugs. And the people that eat them have no clue what is inside those things. Can you just imagine this wickedness? Yeah. You know yes. what I mean? It's, so, you know, really, somebody really can bad. go to a friend's birthday party and have a slice of cake. Innocently. Innocently. You know what I mean? And that's the other thing as well is teaching our children. Listen, bad, bad character always corrupts good company. You know, there's just no way around it. If you have friends or people within your circle that you are suspicious of, please just stay away from them because... I tell you the number of stories of innocent people, girls and boys, you know, who have gotten into trouble. Some's lives have even ended. I was told of a story the other day about somebody who, I can't remember what, what, what drug they were talking about, but it's a drug that ordinarily doesn't kill people. You know, like it's one of those drugs that maybe the chances of somebody dying is so low. And this one innocent dude who maybe had never even tried it before. I didn't even know how they got him to try it, whether it was intentionally or by mistake. And the guy died. You know what I mean? They wow. actually died. Wow. Exactly. So, you know, so sad. we can't, we can't trivialize important things, you know, and make it seem like, eh, they're just being children eh, or, eh, or, you know, eh, is in good fun. Good fun has led people to death, right? So for me, it's really just having these very open, honest conversations. I mean, I'm a real huge, like, um, advocate of just not being an ostrich. I keep talking about not being an ostrich. Don't put your head in the sand and let your whole bum bum be sticking out, you know? Yeah. You know, and then everybody can see your butts and your head is in the sand and you think that you are covered. You are not, you know, let's be honest with our kids. Let's have the honest conversations. When we see things online that, that are happening to teenagers that are bad, let's share with our children and tell them, can you see? This is what is happening in the world because, because of the internet as well and social media, it's okay. I've noticed that the things that are happening nowadays are so different from the things that happened when I was this age. You yeah. know what I mean? Like when I was a teenager, such a different reality. And we cannot let our children think that they are just safe, you know, or they can just talk as they like or do as they like and that things will be okay. You know, everybody needs to learn to be accountable for their behavior, accountable for what they are posting online, even the pictures, the images, even what they are sharing. You know, people right. share WhatsApp videos of, you know, like, um, videos of girls being, you know, girls or boys being like abused. I mean, there was a recent, recent issue with Chris Land School. I couldn't believe that people were actually sharing those videos. You know, it's illegal. Very it's sad. Illegal. Was, it's was illegal. Very sad. First of yeah. all, it's, I mean, 
thank God that, that nobody shared it with me. But you know, if anybody had, I would have given them a piece of my mind. Like, first of all, it's because we don't even think properly. It's okay. Because if you think about it, these are children who were doing something wrong and were being recorded and we are now passing the video around and wow. watching it. It's, it's sad. These are the issues. And <sighs> these are the, it, but, you know, it was, it was, nobody could have even sensed that to me. I would block you straight. Exactly. No, you couldn't have. And so this is this is the reason why we are we are doing this and putting this out there, and you know we're just hopeful that we can get the message across to as far as you know our eyes and our ears and our hands and our legs can go because a whole lot is happening. There are new slangs, new drugs, new things yep. keep coming up. Absolutely. And you know sometimes they are talking you don't even understand as an adult you don't understand what they are saying but they are communicating in codes and in different languages as well. So these are the issues and we're just hopeful that we can, you know, help and do our own part because it's actually a lot of work. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Over, yeah. Over the years, Junior Achievement of Nigeria has supported the movement to end all forms of gender-based violence through education and awareness creation. What plans do you have, you know, to continue the awareness creation and, you know, help collaborate with organizations such as WORF? in advocating for a free and fair society of child abuse and against all forms of um, gender-based violence. Because like I said, you know, the job is a whole lot and there's a lot to yeah. do on. So what yeah. plans do you have, you know, in collaboration with other organizations? Yeah, that's a great question. So, I mean, we've been talking to Warif about ways that we can actually collaborate in a very, um, in a, in, in an efficient and, let me say, um, impactful way, right? So how WARIF and Junior Achievement Nigeria can actually come together, you know, and educate young people. So one thing about education of, you know, education about sexual abuse and violence is that it's for everybody, right? So it, so it doesn't really matter, yes. Um, yes. you know, like your age or gen, like it's just something that we should all know. And so that's something that, you know, we are still working on trying to figure out like the best way to go about that. But even beyond that, you know, one thing that we've learned, and I mean, I'm sure that you, you, you know that as well, is that when people are more educated, the chances of them getting into certain situations are just less, right? Yes, so right. knowledge is power, right? So if I don't know, if I have no clue that this is even a problem, or, or if I don't even know what this is, then, you know, I can't really, you know, advocate against it or say that it's wrong or even stay away from it, right? So education itself is such a huge huge um pillar in this in this movement really right because the the less educated girls especially they are victims more so than the more educated girls and so for us a huge part of our work is really spending a lot of time educating these girls to the point that they can be independent enough to own their financial future you know there's a way that having economic power prevent certain rubbish. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't yes. know another way to say it. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know a better way to say it. You know, like when you have economic power, some things are just are just not even within your space. You know what I mean? Like you like it's not even an option. And so how do we get more and more and more girls and women in this our country, you know, on this our continent, how do we liberate them to the point that they that they own their economic um um future so that they can actually not just stay away from situations that you know are not good but they're able to understand what those situations are because something else that we've also seen is that sometimes these girls don't even know that these things are actually abusive 
In fact, yes. not even just a whole this lot girl. of them don't know. But you know what? Even us, it's okay. Let's be honest. There are some, um, I mean, there are some things that might have been said to you, maybe at a place of work, maybe even in university, maybe at a party, anywhere at all, by even people that you even think, you know, they're good people that are just wrong, that, that, that they shouldn't be saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. I find myself correcting people. I'm like, don't like that. That is not, it is not okay to make certain comments about women's body parts, you Absolutely. know, or to, or to like say certain things openly. And you think that it's okay, you know, or to, or to like, um, or to almost, what's the word I'm looking for? So the word skipped my mind. Objectify, that's the word. Or to objectify Fine. another human being in such a way that is, is in itself abusive. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? So it's even beyond yeah. education sometimes. It's even the people that are even within your circle. But I have told myself that, you know, things that are inappropriate must be corrected. Like, so like, for instance, like that whole Chris Land thing, you know, I was very vocal about the fact that if you are sharing this video, there's something wrong with you, I'm sorry. Like, you, like you actually need to go and ask yourself what parts of you, because some of these things are, are also deep. It might be some trauma like that you also experienced. Yeah. Why do you think that it was okay to forward a video of children, children engaging in an act that doesn't make any sense for their age? Mm. Why? Why? You know, we need to ask ourselves these questions because many of us have also been through trauma and we've not dealt with our trauma. So we perpetuate it. Why do you think that it's okay to objectify women in your office, you know, and anybody that you see in a skirt or anybody that's in a fitted outfit, you think that it's okay to say certain things to them or, you know, to make comments about women as though, eh, wow, she's too beautiful to be smart. You know, all these stupid things that just make me so angry. Right. Like, what's the connection between being beautiful and being smart? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, oh, the way that she's dressed. Eh, if she wasn't dressed that way, that would not have happened to her. Or, oh, that guy only said that to her because of how she appeared. Why can't we teach the guy to have self-control? Exactly. You know what I mean? So, you know, those are, <laughs> those are some of the things that are on my mind. I think that I've shouted, you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because, because it's, it's like you rightly said, these are the issues. They are in our spaces. They are within our confines, you know. And there are things that we, we deal with on a daily so we we can't we can't let me in your words we can't shout this enough if you ask me we can't shout this we we need to you know keep doing more and we need to keep putting out the message out there and it's been an amazing 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 session with you Miss Badamwasi thank you so much for this wonderful session thank you thank, thank you. you so it much was, it you was it was what the words. <laughs> And a huge well done to you and the Warriors team. I mean, you guys, like the work that you are doing is honestly like my mind cannot even fathom it because it's such important work. And uh, you know, yeah. the fact that you are so intentional about not just helping those that have been through it, but also, you know, awareness, advocacy, education. It's really, really amazing. So well done. Well done to you. Thank you and so much. And I hope much. that all of us can become Warif ambassadors, you know, yeah. and just, you know, speak this truth and, you know, tell this truth everywhere that we go. Because really, Little drops make a mighty ocean, right? If all yeah. of us were more intentional about, you know, calling out rubbish, we would have less rubbish happening around us. Yes, I agree. I agree. Yes. Thank you so much, Mrs. Badamosi. Thank you so much. Thank you, Soke. It was an Take amazing care. time with you. All right. Have a lovely day. Have a great weekend. Okay. You bye. Too. Bye.